You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison out of Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back, you two, and welcome back, everybody who's been listening. Uh, if you've got any new listeners, welcome aboard. We love it. And we want to keep uh, asking for those five-star reviews on iTunes. It's the last time I'll ask. Probably not. I'll probably ask every time, but <clears throat> keep it coming. the last time I'll bring it up this episode. But five-star reviews are great. Let's us uh, lets more people find us, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow the show. So, um, yeah, spread the word. Tweet about us. Share an episode on Facebook, whatever you want to do. If, if, you know, if there was an episode that was particularly helpful for you, yeah. it's good to share it. Yeah, We love sure. that around here, right? We're communal, man. Come on. Talk exactly. to us. <laughs> Pretty much. So what are, you, what are you guys up to? What's new in your lives? Let's oh, see. I got spring break next week. At least the kids do. I'm off. I'm off school. The no, kids. Nick's gone. Nick's gone wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you guys are all. You guys got the week off, huh? That's great. Not me. Uh, <laughs> but the week off. The of life school, of adulting. Yeah. The week off of school is kind of nice. That means a you know a nice solid week and um, a few new clients to kind of really get its discovery time with one of them. And uh, so we just landed a new restaurant. So I'm like really excited Ooh, cool. about that. Sweet. And uh, so we're digging into, I'm using everything we have been kind of talking about to really make sure this one goes, I want to get like the best possible branding for it. So we're really trying that. We rewrote the questionnaire to be a lot more conversational. So when we Mm -hmm. meet, so I'm really excited about that. It'll be something fun and hopefully a cool case study to talk about down the road. Yeah. You know, awesome. How How about you guys? Uh, I'm going on a date with my mom tonight. Yeah, so there you not go. related by any means. With some green beer, Mama Morrison. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, throughout the day I've just been forgetting that it's St. Patty's. Of course, if we were in school or at like a place of work, we're surrounding by surrounded by people all the time in like a restaurant, yeah. for example, we'd be constantly yeah. reminded. But um, well, I'm in Chicago and they don't oh. let us forget around. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, like, oh, yes. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. You know, we used to come. <laughs> my buddies and I, after college, we used to go every year to Chicago for just for St. Patty's Day. For it's the, the, the river oh time, for just like a good extended weekend, and just like you'd forget oh, yeah. everything. Fun. It would be awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I love what they, that city does for St. Patty's Day. It's great. Yeah. They um they dyed the river green last Saturday, so if it falls on a like on a weekday like oh, today, yeah, they do it the weekend before because Just in case. everyone needs their drunk time. They want to get like a whole weekend, <laughs> and it is amateur hour, man. Like the the bars are in Wrigleyville. There's like a line around the corner at like wow. eight thirty in the morning wow. for people to wow. start drinking. Yeah, yeah they, no, it's a different story out there. That's fun though. That's some yeah. fun mm-hmm. community stuff, and it's real. It felt like everybody. It wasn't like a fake holiday. It felt like everyone just. Just totally celebrates for two, three days straight. The blast. Yes. All right. Next year. Next year. We'll do it. We we'll need to do, do like a live show in uh, on St. Patrick's Day next we'll, year. In Chicago. We'll head back to Fado and we'll do. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> cool. Very good. So, sorry, Mikkel. I interrupted you. What were mm-hmm. you saying oh, about? No, no, no. St. Patty's That's okay. Day. That's okay. Um. Yeah, and uh, softball season just started for me too, so that's kind of fun. I still, nice. Just anything about like getting up out of this damn chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving a little bit, like stretching out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good oh thing. Oh my gosh! And then when no. we move, we're we're going to be buying um, a house within the next upcoming year. So I am definitely going for that drafting table approach yes. where I can stand. I am def- That's a must for me. Yeah, good for you. How's did you get one with? Well, I thought about it. So like, yeah. I I really wanted to get um, one of those Veradesk things, yeah. but I I, don't, I haven't pulled the trigger yeah. on it yet. Yeah, it just because yeah. I'm I'm kind of um, anal when it comes to my how my office looks. Yeah, and it I just feel like it's gonna look. It's a little it's big. Just, it's gonna make it look yeah. kind of ugly, which I'm. I like having everything look nice. Maybe it's a different brand workspace. you go with. I've I've heard of some other good um, drafting mm-hmm. desk styles and brands that are out there. Other than Vera seems to be pretty popular, but 
Um, it might be worth scoping out a, a different. I'll let you know what I find, Wes, because yeah, if you find it a might one, shift the overall yeah. look that is turning you off right now. Like I, yeah. about that. when I got when I, I when I ordered one and I took it out of the box, I literally almost cringed. I was like, "This thing is a beast!" Like it goes, <laughs> yeah, because it goes on the desk, and I right. I don't think we, I don't know if we talked about, it, but I ended up returning it because in its lowest position, it still raised my iMac about eight yeah, inches. I remember you were and saying I was this. looking straight up at it when I was sitting down in the standing mode, it was great, but I yeah. just could not adjust my chair. High I think enough. it just means you're too it's short. Like, it's I'm like sitting short. in the front row at the movie <laughs> Thank theater. You, Thank you, Mikkel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's Longo. He's a little short. So yeah. <laughs> come on, don't take, Let's be honest word. here. Don't take his word on it, but you know, small hands I, too. I saw somebody. <gasps> <from> <laughs> what I, heard. I love it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next but topic. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not pick on Nick Day, it's praise Fresh Books Day, baby. Oh yeah. Little uh you know, they've got the green branding, a good match for St. Yeah, Patty's Day here. Mm-hmm. So um Well and you know, or blue, yeah. Yes, they got the blue too. But um Fresh Books, we love it around here because it in short, it just makes invoicing your clients super simple. You set it up once, you add your logo, your colors, uh, you add in your clients. And you're ready to go. You're ready to make a new invoice within about 30 seconds. Um, and it gets you paid quickly because it makes you, it just makes all your invoices look super professional uh, with your own branding, like I said. And the, what I love about it most is it actually lets you take deposits yes. on the same yes. invoice, yes. which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and tracking all that. It's just really, really it nice. So and I love easier. that mm-hmm. you don't have to look back and be like, oh, wait, now who's paid me? Who hasn't? It's all just right there. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, you know, to know when, who to follow up with and who not to. And right now it's particularly convenient and useful because I'm having to generate reports for my accountant now. Oh my God. Coming up on tax filing. Did you do the tax report on that? It's amazing. So it's so nice. Mm -hmm. It's just so nice to be able, like people are like, oh, you know, cause we moved back to Washington state from Utah and there's logistics that are a little bit distinct between the two, of course, when you sure. own your own business. So I'm having to like mark certain dates and total income for those periods. Not yeah. to mention the fact that you can input weight waging when you're paying those that you collaborate with that support your business yeah. to account. It's just so nice. I know my, my, my accountant looked at the report that it printed out and was like, you're done. <laughs> like, oh, like, I bet she just left. Oh, they it, were so excited. And, I know. I always feel like yeah. it's a major. Like, and it makes you feel so much better. You're like, okay, definitely. everything's in order. Yeah, it's just we're that not, organization. I'm not a numbers people. And yeah. So yeah. I, I even pushed it and I showed, I even showed a buddy of mine, Alex, who's a listener as well. And he was thinking of doing it. He signed up to Facebook. I'm sorry, Facebook. Fresh books. <laughs> and he absolutely FB. loves it. And it was neat to see his response so quickly. He was like, dude, this is the quickest thing. That's Shot cool. out two invoices. That's cool. Yeah. contract in it. And it's great. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of quick, the, the stat they've got is that over 60% of invoices are paid within a day that you send with fresh books. So Ooh, that's really so encouraging. That's, that's a good stat. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed so, that too with the direct links now. I don't know yeah. if you guys have set that up. I finally directed all to the banks and everything. Mm-hmm. People pay so much faster. Like, yeah, killer. I mean, and if they don't, you can set up the automatic reminders so that yeah. they're the bad cop. You're That's not. That's just great. Yeah, multi currency invoicing if you work with clients out of the country. So they've got you covered in so many areas. And like, we're not just BSing. We love FreshBooks. We all three use it. Yeah. Um, we've been using it for quite a while now. So um, and we've worked out a deal with them for a three for sorry a free 30-day unrestricted free trial. So to get that, you're going to go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic. And then you've got to enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. So again, uh, free 30-day trial. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right. Um, nice. On with the show. This is, this is a really important show, actually. Um, we're going to be talking all about qualifying your clients. So, you know, whenever you talk to a new prospective client, you know damn well that they are qualifying you. They're trying mm-hmm. to determine if... Yeah, it goes both if, ways. Yeah, if, if you're the one to handle their project. Mm-hmm. And um, we're here to tell you that you need to be doing the same with them. There's nothing worse than that um, feeling... You know, when you're early on in your career, when you feel like you have to take every client that comes your way, mm-hmm. that can really kill your business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want, and you don't want. It, uh, we, we've said this before. You don't want to say no 
and you're like, I got to do these things. But yeah, I think our talk today will be a great help to transition out from that and start being a bit more focused. Yeah. Yep, because yeah. you know you, you got to pick the ones that are going to um, propel your business forward in the best way. And there's there's some kind of clients that will just eat you alive. They'll eat up all your time. And the, the funny thing about that is usually when that happens, you kind of know that's going to happen from the first time you talk to them. Yeah. But then a lot of times you'll kind of make excuses for it. Like, I really need this paycheck or eh, they seem like they might be a pain in the ass, but maybe they won't it. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they usually are if you think that. So um, I'm going to walk you through kind of my process and then cool. we'll, we'll all talk about it and figure out what, what you guys do versus what I do. Yeah. Um, so basically qualification for me is, is a built in part of my process whenever. So I, there's a few ways I do this, right? So first of all, my website, it's usually how people first find me. And I've been very careful. I worked with like my copywriter, Aaron, who, um, handles all my, my client copy. I worked with him to really craft the copy for my website. That's going to really weed out everybody except for my my uh, ideal customer avatar right away. Yeah. What that means is I try to, you know, because what I do, now we've talked about it, I I do web design, but it's mostly, it's kind of more of in a web strategy realm these days where I want to make it clear that my ideal customer is not just looking for a pretty website. Mm-hmm. They're not just looking to pay $2,000 for a fresher upper kind of website. Sure. I want it, I want the kinds of clients that have bigger budgets who want me to sit with them and consult with them, you know, to figure out what that strategy is. That's kind of the basis for the website. That's my kind of flow. That's my mm-hmm. customer. So I need to make sure that when people come to my site, they're not seeing language that says, I'm a website builder. I'll design you a pretty website. Like, I just want to make sure that that's not their impression. Exactly. What a, it's a great qualification for sure in so many yeah, ways, right? Right. Cause there's, I just don't want to waste time, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking to a lot of people where they, that, where that's all they want. Um, and I actually had a, a call, one of my worst qualification calls I've had in a while, actually earlier this week. <laughs> um, it makes me think that maybe I have to tweak my copy a little further because she, she calls, you know, she sets up the, the way my site is structured, basically, you have to set up an appointment, um, like a 15-minute, I call it a web strategy call, but really it's me kind of figuring out, do I want to work with them or not? So sure. Um, so she, I call her, and she pretty quickly just cuts to the chase and says, uh, I'm going to need a proposal from you today. And I'm like, well, that's not really how this process works. Like, what am, I don't know what you need. You know, she's like, well, I've got a website now, like just something like that. I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, let me explain to you oh what, gosh, what we do me. here. That would drive me bananas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I said, <laughs> basically, cringing. like, I, yeah, like, I can't really give you a, a proposal or a price because we don't know what that strategy is going to be that works for your site. And she's just extremely argumentative the whole time. Oh, like, wow. Really wow. pressing, wanting that proposal. And then she's like, well, I'm sitting here with three other proposals. So how am I supposed to measure you against them? And I'm just oh, like, God. as nicely as I can, I'm just trying really nicely to word it like, well, you've got three proposals based on them knowing nothing. Yeah. So oh, those proposals are wow. really kind of worthless. And I said, let me explain. So what we do is we have, you know, three discovery meetings with you. She's like, yeah, well, that's not going to work for us. And I'm like, that's <laughs> oh not, goodness. you're not going to work for me either. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I mean, well, good thing you found out that quickly, man. Because yeah, I, I think someone like that, you you would have ne- it would have never Very got telling. past that base. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So wow. like, and I and the funny thing is, like, and we'll talk, we'll go into this, but um, I could tell, I would say within thirty seconds of that conversation yeah. that I was not going to get along with her. Um, you probably just based that. on yep, yep, yeah, just something in the tone. Um, it was it was very like. It was well, she a, wasn't you, a sponge. She wasn't a sponge. She was. She was already shut off to like, look. I yeah. just need this. Don't give me the fruit. And you know that the, just the means she's not going to be receptive during the project as a whole. That can. Ju- that just. Yeah. Is just going to mm-hmm. go to shit. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. and that's something that I. That's something that I. You know, qualify for. Yeah, in my calls. it's a read. Like, yeah. Yes, I need to know that they. Um, 
that they're at least if even if they called or if the the call started not with them saying hey Wes we need a web strategy but at least when I usually ninety percent of the time when I tell them how we work um, they're interested like yes. oh well that sounds even better than what I was thinking about with just a normal website versus arms folded no mm-hmm. that's not what I want. <laughs> Which is, and, you and know, you can, like, you can almost imagine that's her body. That's her body language from that. Just even oh yeah. Phone, yeah. Oh yeah. She's one of them. Girls right? are bitches. I'm telling you, it's far not better all, to work no, with men. Some, no, seriously. Some of my favorite clients are women. Like the, the two that I'm dealing with mostly right now, they're amazing. And I, I love working with them. Um, but this woman was just, and I, I don't want to bash some clients, but I mean, people, the, the, we can we can talk yeah. shit. That's always a fun it's discussion. People in, it it, it's people it's, in. I think I, I, you know what's funny. She's you, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like I can tell you one thing. She's not listening. So let's go. Mm-hmm. I had one even just this morning, and it was interesting. I, I same idea in a way, but like you said, I threw out the the way we do it, and it changed the entire story. And he instantly was like, "Oh, well, that might be worth a little bit more for me." Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I told them, look, we don't just, we're not just going to do you a logo and the package and say goodbye. We want to dig deep and I'm, I'm using everything. I was using discovery. I was using, I even threw out my minimum and it was the first time I've done that on like a phone call. And yeah. I'm I'm realizing because I was like, oh wow, this is qualifying. This is we're we're doing this right now on the phone. And the minute I gave him the more of the the scope of what we do, and like that's my choice as a, as a business owner to say this is the only way we do it. He got it and was like, wow, okay, well maybe maybe we we still can talk about this and kind of I'd love to see your proposal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know he's not going to get sticker shock. Because mm-hmm. we've already kind of tapped on it a little bit, but he knows yep. we're going to be doing more, and I think that's the key. I was really yep. happy to see that that once you try these things, it works with the right people. Yeah, definitely. your girl, yeah. like you knew, like please, you got your three proposals. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you if know, you're if you're luck. just proposal shopping, then mm-hmm. that's you know that's a different kind of level of sure. of uh, commitment than someone who actually wants to go through the discovery process, which I had another qualification call last week where um, he was really receptive to it. He hadn't really thought about all of this, but we're now in discovery yeah. already. So um, it all it really, and I would call it salesmanship, but it's really not like that makes it sound skeezy. Like what it really is, is just properly explaining what this no, entails and how you're going to benefit from it. I don't mind that term. Actually. I don't mind that salesmanship term. Um, that's basically what it is. It's, yeah. but it's, you know, it's not product based. Of course, it's services. Mm-hmm. I right. oftentimes the sales thing gets, um, some bad juju connotated with it, which. Well, yeah. You think of like used car salesman. Right. And, right. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. But, um, I don't know. You might as well call it what it is at the, at the start, you know, and mm-hmm. just be that much, that much more tran- transparent. I think it's a really good that you practiced that recently, Nick. Yeah. You just I, let, I, let. The minimum known, you threw it out there. And you yeah. know what? This is a lot more easy to practice when you're not desperate for the work, by of the way. Of course. No, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. And we're, I think we're fortunate to be saying, hey, let's try exercising Definitely. these things. And But he came through a referral, and he also mentioned his tight budget at the very beginning. So it made me want to say this in a way. Because I was like, I got a quality. Yeah, hey, good for you. My, that can this, always be red flag. Yeah, this is my new. This is the new direction I want to take with this. And and I was glad to see. Hey, it worked. I'm not saying it's going to work out every time either. But like, good thing it did. And um, the other thing that was funny too was he was like, I heard you're you you're a teacher and you have students. So like, maybe are they can do they can they come on board for a lower price? And I was kind of <laughs> like, whoa, where's where are people getting this idea? <laughs> That's like, weird. Yeah, I I. I you know, I, I've mentioned it to a few people. Like what I've liked to do is when something comes around and it's, it doesn't qualify in the, let's say the, the, the money range. I'll introduce. I, I'm, see, I'm seeing a new cottage industry for you, Nick, just putting yeah. all your students to work. I mean, like like but it has logo to be, sweatshops. It has to be. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Come on. <laughs> Cracking the whip. But, but, um, there's a, there's a certain amount of handholding that still comes with that. Even if I refer someone to that, I want to be a part of it to take care of it. But that, in the long run does not work out for anybody, I think, because you're, you, you've made a, a cheaper price because someone inexperienced, maybe let's say, or junior is working on it. So I try, I'm like saying to myself now, I'm like, no, 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 no. I will 
that's not an issue. That doesn't, that doesn't factor into the business anymore. I'm only going to look at that into other stuff where I'd like love to help someone out when they're looking for, you know, smaller jobs and just hand it mm-hmm. over to them in completely. So it was interesting. It was an interesting call, but I got that take right from the beginning to know, let me try this out. You know? Yeah. But he was receptive to what yeah. you had to say. And now you're absolutely. Now you're and it sounds like further. a new client. So I'm, nice. and it's in the, and it's in the food business. This is it. Even better. That's your niche. Come on now. <laughs> Very good. Right on. That's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so let's get back to kind of my, my qualification calls, what I do. Sorry, so, Wes. Oh no, it's fine. This, this conversation's great. I like, I like when things kind of go sideways and we can have sidebars. It's good. Cool. Um, so basically, so what I start with is when people make that appointment on my website, first of all, that kind of weeds out, that separates the serious people because it's never, it's not like I'm going to call you right now. It's usually yeah. a few days out, which says, okay, if you're serious and you've read what's on my website, you like what you're seeing, you'll wait a few days to, to t- talk to someone about what you need. Um, so that's a good way to kind of, you know, cut through to the, the serious people. And then when I call them, the, the purpose of the call is to gauge um, several things. But the, the bigger picture is you have to answer the one question, do you want to work with this person? Mm-hmm. So the things I have to figure out on this call are their budget. Usually I'll just ask them. And we've talked about this before. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm not shy about talking about money right away because I, I feel like it's, it's necessary to, to not waste people's time. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off. Like, you know, it's like, just yeah. do it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And if it's like, if we're talking about a car, it's yeah. not like no one, it's not like anyone's afraid to ask how much the car is. Of I mean, for, for, for some, for some reason, when you're a designer, it's like a dirty word to talk about mm-hmm. price. But I, so I say, so do you have a budget in mind for the project? Um, sometimes they'll say yes. Usually they're cagey about it. So in which case I'll say, okay, well, my typical, I'll throw out the ballpark conversation where I just say, okay, well, just to let you know, our typical project falls between this and this, you know, higher if it's like an e-commerce project and I'll kind of walk them through it, making sure that they know that I can't really give them the quote until we've finished discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least you can always gauge in their tone of voice if that's something they were thinking about or if you're way off base, you yeah. know, and I'll ask them, I'll say, is that what you're thinking about? And yeah, it, it can go either way. But but again, that that goes back to, um, you know, the copy I have on my site. I try to, to word it in such a way that they kind of understand that I'm not super cheap. Yeah. You know, I, I want to lay out a lot of value so they, there's no possible way they could think this costs $2,000. You know, but You're still right. sometimes. You're building them up to that. You're building them up to that, that spot yeah. where you will talk about it. Right. And then but it's like it's sometimes though they they still didn't get it. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who just literally have no idea what design should cost. Yeah. Which is, you know, a conversation for a different day. Yeah. But um so I'm gauging their budget. I'm gauging what stage is the project in, which is important because I don't there's so many people that are that are just kind of on a fact-finding mission when yeah. they when we talk. And a lot of times they're kind of the marketing person for their company, um, in which case maybe they're kind of doing this on their own to kind of find numbers. And sure. no, one in, no one within the company is even on board for getting a new website yet. This is just their like kind of research at yes. a point. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So I always want to ask that question, particularly if I'm going to be doing any kind of free discovery with them. Um, so, you know, we talked about discovery like paid versus just kind of doing it as a sales mm-hmm. tool. Um, I won't do it for free if I don't feel like they're kind of hot on the, on the case to actually get this started. So a lot of times I'll start with asking them, okay, wh- so what is your role in the company? And if, it, if I can kind of ascertain that they're kind of more low level and they're just out finding the numbers, then I treat it a little less seriously. Yeah. If they're, you know, if, if I feel like they've actually got some stake in the project, then it's becomes a little more serious, um, you know, and then then the big thing is, do I want to work with them? So going back to my conversation I had earlier this week, you know, are they mm-hmm. argumentative? Are they um, is there a lot of pushback whenever you mention something? These are huge red flags that mean they don't they're 
they're going to probably try to walk all over you. And I, I really try to not work with clients like that. And you, you felt that by like, let's say phone calls and emails, whatever you get the gut feeling, if that's the kind of person they're going to be, you know, yeah, I mean, like more so with get, phone yeah. calls than emails. Sure. Cause of the tone. Um, yeah. You got, you got yeah. to hear them talking and, and understand what, and if they are that kind of person that might walk all over or kind of, like you said, are finding pushing out there to find like a, a quote to kind of just come up with a proposal in, internally in their company. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it almost kind of, you could tell exactly from just those calls if that's exactly. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And it's like, you just, you're listening for their tone. Like, does it sound like they're leaning forward and interested or are their yeah. arms folded? Yeah. And just like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like when I brought up discovery to her, she was not interested in that. She just wanted a website. And I <laughs> One funny moment, I like I said, um, well, you know, some she's talking about her other proposals, and I'm like, well, you know, some people just kind of want a website, and other people want a website that's actually going to propel their business forward. <laughs> and she, and she's like, everyone wants that. And I'm like, well, everyone wants that, but not everyone's like wanting to pay for that or willing to to do the work for that. And, yeah, because it it yeah. means it, they can't launch it in a week. And it sounds like she sounds like she wanted something like up and ready tomorrow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have. Um. I definitely have an account existing right now that's website based. Of course, that is um, no SEO. They don't. They don't care about analytics. They just know they need something up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not this like quick hurry. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? And they're not particularly relaxed about it. Doesn't mean that they they don't care what I conceptualize. But it's an it's a completely distinct. Um, process with those client contacts versus those that are like, how are we going to drive this? What are, you know, that are more stat and data-based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. It, it it shifts the business relationship as a whole quite, quite substantially, you know? Yeah. And that segues nicely into the next thing. Um, so f- first of all, like, do you want to work with the person? And the second yeah. thing is, do you want to work on the project? Um, something like what you're talking about, Mikkel, where they kind of know they just want something up. Yeah. Those are the projects I stay away from because um, it's hard to really justify charging a lot for of what I, I mean. I call them vanity projects. I mean, it's, yeah, some of them, some of them know. work that way. Some of them, they're like full of cash, and they're like, sure, that looks great. Yeah, if, if they, I know you're like challenge me. Yeah, I mean, if they've got a lot of cash to throw at it, fine. But you know, and just in, in terms of um, having fun with with working, like I enjoy all that strategy stuff. I love dissecting it and thinking, okay, how are we going to get your audience to the site? How are we going to message to them? I like all that stuff. So the idea of just doing like a pretty site doesn't appeal to me as much anymore. So I feel like. Unless they really had a lot of money to throw at it, I tend to not go for those anymore because of the money and also because of um, I, I need more. I want more case studies. Mm-hmm. You know, I want more portfolio pieces that that I can have like stats on. You could showcase in a yeah. much bigger way rather than just like yeah, those like you said these vanity things. Like yeah, that's a great looking thing, but what else? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could get a WordPress theme and put no thought into it at all. And it could look fantastic if you have the right images. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's, that's not, and then that's the way, like, cause there's with so many new like web builders now, mm-hmm. um, like Wix and Squarespace and all those things. Like it's, um, this is the future of web design is really community, really bringing that extra value. Exactly. The, the project rather than yeah. just here's a website because they can get a website in quotes for like practically nothing. So, but when it's so, uh, when the ability of it is to be it, that it can be so on demand, that's where it races, that's where it rushes and loses mm-hmm. all its, its importance, you know, because now you, I'm, I'm assuming one day we'll be able to build a website on our iPhone. I mean, I bet you can yeah. typically or yeah. probably do that right now. So, yeah, oh, you're I'm right. Sure you could. Keeping so it's that not, value. Yeah, the site is one thing, but it's mm-hmm. it has to like do something for their business, and that's how we can charge, yes. you know, the big bucks. Yes. So, but anyway, we've we've talked about that before. But um, yeah, you know, so what I'm looking for at the end of the call though is to determine like, are they open to that strategy part, the consulting part, the discovery part, or did they just want a website? And if they just want the website, 
I'm probably not going to have in, by the end of this call because I'm I'm in full salesman mode during this call usually. Like I'm, you know, trying to talk them into the benefits of it. Sure. And if they're still not into it, then I know it's not going to be a good fit. And there's um, your gut telling you right there. Like, exactly. come on, probably not yeah. a good thing. You know? Right. So, you know, by the end of the call, there's a few things that could happen. So the the first the whole thing about the qualification call too I didn't say this it should be as quick as possible you should be trying to get them off the phone as quickly mm. as possible either for the good or for the bad if if it's get a read really really quickly yes mm-hmm. if it's not if it's going sideways and it's not gonna go your way and you don't want to work with them wish them say just tell them like you know this is not this is not the kind of project that we really excel at so we're gonna mm-hmm. probably have to pass on it at this time yeah you can send them, you can give them someone else's info if you want, um, however you want to handle it. But for me, it's easy to say this because I can generally just say like, yeah, this isn't really the kind of project that we specialize in anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, most people are not offended by that. Yeah. So I wouldn't even um, say anymore. Like, it's almost like, you know, mm -hmm. I just, you're, you just come right out and say it. This is not, this doesn't fit our, our style of business or what we are projects that we take on, you know? Um, what would you guys do if you had, if they checked every mark, but you didn't like the personality of this person? Well, that's yeah, huge it matters. Me. Yeah. Matters like a this, lot. like the woman on Monday, like I mm-hmm. just heard her tone of voice. I couldn't imagine having to talk to that every week. But yeah, I have, even like, if, even I mean, if I have, I have no, like, so true, man, I mean, I'm sorry, so but true. I have, I have weekly check-in calls with all my clients and the fact, the thought of having to. <laughs> Have that oh, on the other it. end of the phone every week. No thanks. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I you know the few times I've taken a risk and said, yeah, everything else checks off. I I wasn't a fan of maybe the personality. Sometimes it has turned out yeah on the bad side, and that person is that person, and mm-hmm. you just deal with. And I and I was dealing with it, but a few times I got to say, people really play that role at the beginning, almost like this like. Uh, you know, I'm the client and it's almost this yeah. like, you know, please me, stand please my me. ground kind of thing. Yeah. And I had one recently and I was a little apprehensive of kind of going with them. But once we got into it and I showed the discovery mode and we qualified them to a point where everything was great and we were into the first project, man, not only did they completely change in the tone, but we now are just like beyond getting along and great. So there some cool. exceptions to that happen, but like, mm-hmm. I just really was curious, you know, like, Personality does play a big role in mm-hmm. our decision making mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. Because you're right, yeah. man. Do you that person that one phone call you can take from that woman could kill, kill your day, even if everything mm-hmm. else was fantastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. yeah, there's like a, a number of boxes to check. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, and I mean a lot of these projects, particularly when it's web based. I mean these relationships yeah. go on for months yeah. and months, sometimes right. years. True. Yeah. You know, life's too short. And it, yeah. and if you if you can tell that someone's kind of like that, I've also found that those are the hardest people to please. So you're going to do all that work and hate yeah. every minute of it, yep. and they're still never going to be happy about the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is tough, not... That's a tough thing, you know? Yeah. I think for all anybody that is in that creative field. Yeah, you're not going to get any uh, referrals. Mm-hmm. They may even leave like a bad review about you online somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know. So, yeah. and there, there's all kinds of personalities out there. Some are really willing to listen and learn because, you know, what we do brings a skill set to the table that our clients generally don't have. Um, and I, I, I'm always a believer in when someone knows, is an expert on something, you should try to learn from them and listen and, you know, not try to talk over them. Exactly. When maybe they know, you wouldn't do that to your doctor. No, you know, so no, yeah. Not I think it's our doctor, it's our but... job to put <laughs> put ourselves in their in their position to say like, wow, they're getting this new, fresh from the, their, our perspective. And you're right, they don't know this stuff, and they they they. Got, I always wonder like, how are they hearing you when you go through these these first few meetings? So I think the more communication you kind of give up front and do all these things like we just. Especially the stuff you mentioned about these little things that we qualify that person with will really help that person understand. And by you kind of understanding, are they getting this? Did I communicate Mm -hmm. well? Mm -hmm. You know, have I represented what I do best? And you get better with it each time. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the thing, the thing to remember too, is once you even become good at it, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been guilty of this myself is trusting it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, most of the times, like you'll get really good at this, but you'll still second guess your judgment based on oh, yeah. kind of need or just kind of hungry for the work. Um, I've done that a few times in the past couple of years, and it's it's pretty much always bit me in the ass. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, hmm. always listen. Always listen yeah. to it. Um, and the last, you know, the other thing, too, so before you do this qualification call, you really want to um, know within yourself and within your business what kinds of clients are you looking for. Who do you want to work with? Um, is there a particular niche? Is there a particular kind of project? Um, what's your, what are your, what's your minimum? We talked mm-hmm. about that last time yeah. or two times ago. Um, it helps to have all these things kind of written down. And then as you're talking to them, maybe literally check the boxes and determine sure. like what, what, what marks are they hitting? What are we missing? And then by the end of it, you can kind of figure out, mm-hmm. yes, I want to work with them. No, I don't. We even, I remember the agency I was previously at, we had a, almost like a report card. And it was mm-hmm. literally the 10 things that we look at and it was graded. And I think it had to hit a certain mark before we would qualify it. And, you know, cause that would activate 20, 30 people to put together a pitch for a potential new project. And you, and granted we didn't, we didn't charge for upfront stuff. We made tons of money afterwards when we manufactured their product. So the, the, the design kind of the pitch stuff came free. So we really had to be on point with, is this qualifying, is this a qualifying new business opportunity? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. because sometimes you do have to put a little something up front to lure them in or get something. And and I've been kind of dabbling with that a little bit too, like trying to put these little pre-pitches out as much as I don't like giving away anything for free. Um, If it's someone that I want badly, I think in my, in my portfolio as a client, because I know it's going to help me down the road, I might stretch it a little bit. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel mm-hmm. the same on that? Yeah, like no, I, I as do. far as I, I, investing I a little that. time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as, as long as it quali- there's all those other things on there are qualifications that work. Yeah, and it's never, you know? no one's ever going to hit every box. Well, someone, some might hit every yeah. box, but yeah. generally, you know, it's kind of a, you got to weigh pros and cons against it. Yeah. And figure yeah. out if if overall it's the right fit for you, something you want to um, spend your time on, exactly. or not. Exactly. But I'm almost always willing. Like if I feel like the fit is right, and I can easily, because um, I'm really a big believer in my discovery process. It works. I've yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I've had like 100 percent success rate so far mm-hmm. in sealing the deal through discovery. So Good. the the question though is. Do do I think discovery is going to be a good fit for this person based on how ready are they? Yeah. How much clout do they have with their company? Because that's the thing about discovery too. Like you can and be do just doing discovery it. on the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You know, to where oh you're selling, you're selling like the janitor of the company on the website. <laughs> but guess what? The like, janitor doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. That's the thing. You, if you're gonna do anything like that for free before the pay gate, you better make sure you're you're selling the right person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good. Point. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But yeah, so it's the, stressful. It's not yeah. easy. But so then I, I end the qualification call. If I want to work with them, this is this is important too. You you always want to end the qualification call um, if it's if it's past your test um, by scheduling the next meeting. Don't do the thing where you say, all right, well, get back to me when you've decided. No, yeah. You want to say, hey, I think that you are a great fit for for us. Confirm Um, something next. Yeah. How about we get you on the books for a discovery meeting this time next week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. almost every time I've done that, they've said yes. Good. Hmm. Almost every single time. Wouldn't you want that if you were in their shoes too? It's like, oh, this this person's leading the charge. They're they're asking for a date. And that, you know, leaving it hanging, I'm sure we've all done that where you, you didn't kind of do the initial, the right, the right, uh, the email back or the call back to get something going. Nine times out of 10, those fall apart. Yeah. You know, well, so and I was given this advice. That. Yeah, I was given this advice and it's the first time I did it, it seemed weird. It seemed um, presumptuous and it seemed a little pushy, but I pushed past it. I just did it and I didn't get like, I was, I was fully expecting him to be like, oh, 
Not so fast here. I mean, I'll have to think about it. Sure. But if you're assertive enough and not assertive without being pushy, <laughs> just like, you know, it's like asking the girl on the date. Like, yeah. they respect it, you know? Someone yeah. respects that directness. So, yeah, I recommend it. Good. So do you guys have any other uh, qualification tips or anything you wanted to bring up before we get to the listener question? I've I've got like three real quick ones. Mine are very simple. A lot what you said. I think obviously that's a given. All of those things are definitely worthy. One thing I think about too is obviously is there opportunity for repeat business. I think that's a big yeah. thing. If specifically if I'm going to create a brand for someone, I want to know that I'm going to be their their person from that point on. And if I can give them enough of the sales pitch that yes, we do everything from that point on. So I ask that up front. What's how how long term are we talking here? The second thing is really important, and this kind of helps, like you were saying, if you're not talking to the right person, and that person's just going out there and trying to get a feel for what it's going to cost, whatever, if you ask them, what is your realistic deadline for the project, and they don't have one, that to me is a, a big red flag that this could go on forever. It's a good you point. Know? And I, yeah. I think if they've, got a, if they've got a date, and then chances are, if, if that pulls out the fact that they've got something very immediate... Then you're like, wow, not only can we do this, but you know, I have to factor that into my, my estimate as well if it's something needed really quickly. Um, and then that third one, and this is the one that it takes a while to learn, and I'm using it as more as more as I possibly can, but is what does your gut tell you? Like seriously, mm-hmm. like I have, I have made mistakes, and then I look back and go, my gut was telling me, you know – should I have, have or to. shouldn't have asked. But, but you know, it never stands out until after the fact. Isn't oh, that true? Of course. I know. It's such I know. a pain. I know. But, it, but, you, but I, it is good to have a read even after the fact. To have, mm-hmm. you know, it's, everything's a learning experience. And, and go with it. Like, it I think yeah. that's the other thing. Too. Maybe yeah. it's more about listening more like when it's in the back of your head saying, don't, don't, don't. It's like there's something there that's saying like, look. And, and yeah. is, if we get a little bit more comfortable with this, with this qualifications, with these minimums, and with these right. like – all of us kind of learning how to specialize into one area, you're going to say no a little bit more. And I think you're, it's going to be easier to go with your gut if you've, if you've tried this out a few times. Um, but again, yeah. if the opportunity is like really, really great and there's some other reason for you to start thinking about this, you know, weigh the options, see which makes your personality and make sure I think your gut are the two things that really need to be there if you're taking a risk. Couldn't say it better. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So humility is so important. You have to be. You have to make sure that you're you're open to the the shifts and changes. There are no two clients or projects or accounts or yeah processes that will ever be the same. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, and you just got to make sure you're you're making the right decisions for your business. And yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. you obviously want to propel your business in in a particular direction. Mm -hmm. And by you know, really qualifying your clients up front, it's going to save you a lot of heartache later, just from a personality perspective. And also, you know, is this the kind of work you want to be doing five years from now perspective? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so, all right, cool. Well, um, hopefully that was a, I, I think that was a good conversation. Yeah, I think it's definitely. an important one to have. Yeah. So, um, right on to another important conversation with our listener question. We got a good one. We got an audio question this time from uh, (laughs) Zachary Amato. Let's roll that clip. Hey guys, this is Zach Amato from the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Been listening to the show for a long time now. Absolutely love the show. Love the content you guys put out. My question is, I graduated a little over a year ago and secured a job right before I graduated as a graphic designer. Love the job, love the team I work with, you know, love the company, but it is a corporate setting and it is a complete opposite of what my design style is. And what my design style is, is a dark, meticulous, old world meets new world kind of intricate aesthetic. And what complements my style really well is the wine and spirits packaging. I absolutely love that stuff. And what I'm doing right now is um, I took down my website. I'm relaunching my work, my website, my brand. And what I want to do is create a niche-driven studio. And we know about that on this show. (laughs) And um, so I've been cranking out a bunch of concept projects, like wine labels, 
whiskey labels, mocking them up nicely, making them look real and professional. And what I plan to do is do some sort of self-promo and have something tangible made, like a whiskey label, a wine label, print it out, slap it on a bottle, send it out to local breweries, distilleries, um, wineries, all that stuff. And hopefully I can grab somebody's attention and they're going to come back to my website and be like, hey, maybe this guy can do some design work for us. The thing is, they're going to see nothing but conceptual projects. Nothing's going to be real. There's going to be nothing that says, oh, well, after I design this label, it boosted profits by 15%. You know, not saying that you always need stuff like that, but that's always good to have. Um, my, I'm just kind of wondering, is that going to be a, a turnoff? Um, or should I just kind of keep pushing forward, kind of fake it till I make it, and maybe they'll like the work enough where they'll be like, hey, let's have this guy do something. Um, just kind of wanted to get your guys' insight and and see what you feel about how I'm kind of going about this, if you have any pointers, any tips. Um, if you can take my question, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to what you guys put out next. Thank you. All right, Zach, that was that was awesome. Good question. Very specific. Um, and thanks for the, the love the for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically – Nick, you said you checked out his site, right? Yeah, and I'm so happy to see what he did. He's really pushing. You know how many times have we heard that, like, I'm putting concept work out there. Is this doable? Are people going to relate to it? And, man, we got to put a link to his Instagram because he's really doing a great job in putting out work that looks totally professional. And yet if all those things are mock-ups and, like, just concepts, he's doing a really good job with it and I think sets a great example for a lot of people to look at and see what, how that can work. I -hmm. think his, to his point where like, yes, they are not real and he can't have things behind it that talk about uh, the sales or, you know, the client being so happy with it. What he can do is just really reemphasize how much he understands about the bottles, about labels, about printing, um, you know, uh, the things that you can add that show your value and kind of cover up the fact that it might not be real work, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. I mean, really, he's doing a great job in, in putting a lot of work out there that's, that's in this zone. So it's definitely going to happen. I think someone will, someone will come across his stuff and feel like he's getting it and he gets it by just seeing that. Who knows? They might not even question. Yeah, you'd be surprised how... Yeah, you'd be surprised how few people actually ever question the authenticity of your work samples. Um, people that are not really in the design world don't generally think about mm-hmm. like real versus fake. They just yes. see the quality of your work. So, um, and I, I love the idea too of sending out something tangible yeah. into the world. Um, there's a, there's a company I don't remember what they're called, um, but they they do some they do this thing for designers for like digital agencies where they'll work with you. And they'll come up with something like that. Something usually it's like they like get these really old books mm-hmm. and like hollow them out and put something in it. Like, oh, which sounds really be weird, like but product samples or something like yeah, something that's tailored to the company, neat. basically to like really make you stand out in front yeah. of them. I think yeah. I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah. So this reminds me of that, and I think it's um. I think it's a great thing to do. Just, you know, if you're sending out glass bottles, though, make sure they're packed well. Mm-hmm. You don't want them uh, cutting themselves and associating you with that. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. I think it's a great idea. And I would say don't worry about the real versus fake aspect because mm-hmm. particularly in the beverage industry, I have a feeling, and Nick, you you, you can probably speak to this because mm-hmm. you work with a lot, a lot of food type yeah. of stuff. I feel like these are the kinds of businesses that uh, that attract the kind of people that would get excited about something like that. Correct. Am I right to say that? Yeah. And if and you look, I would. These be, aren't like staunchy business people. Usually, these are kind of more. They got a little artistic kind of yeah. thing going on, and and they want and they know that the brand. If anyone's telling stories in in products right now, it's it's spirits, wines, craft beers, and all of that, right? So he's, you gotta he's, tell a story. Yes, and he's and I and to be you know I would be honest with this guy if he didn't have the chops. And looking at his stuff. He's got it. Like uh, no one would question that. I think anything in here is not real. So, and he's doing it very classy. He's developed his style is showing. So, really, let I'd love to put this link to his Instagram 
on the show notes so our listeners can see how he is actually producing this work and yeah. looking Why don't you just throw as good. Ins- throw out his Instagram too on the air and then we'll... Yeah, it's we'll Zachary it. Amato Studio. So it's Zachary and then okay. A-M-A-T-O Studio. Nice. And take a look at it. So like even his business cards and this photography and, you know, well, the other thing too is, you know, these mock-ups that everyone's using, it's like use something a little different. Just throwing it on a black background is 10 times better than that same wood background that every single person's <laughs> using on these mock-ups. So like, right. you know, like be original and he's, uh, he's, he's I am guilty. I know. Guilty same here. I know. And yeah. the only reason I think I'm really a stickler is because of my students. And so I've got to, mm-hmm. I got to practice what I preach with that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and well, same thing to... applies here with the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I have, I have a little something to add to you, Zachary. Um, I don't know if you've probably already thought of this, but what I would, if you're sending out bottles, mm-hmm. handwrite a note, like a handwritten note oh, yeah. oh, cute. and stick it in the bottle. I like, it. like the old, like, you know, like like just a tag, kind of That's just cute. a tag around it with a string or something. You're right. I think, and I, I like looking... the message in a bottle, Nick. I think that's better. <laughs> I think mine well, is better. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he's throwing in some 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 liquid beverage in there with it. But no, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so I'm. Those some grease the wheels. But push push the stuff that shows that you know how the brand tells a story on these bottles, and like you know that the front has to have. A, a really attention grabbing graphic and then the back could have a little bit more of the thing. That's the stuff that an insider will know. So even if this is not real produced stuff, if your talent's there, hopefully that comes across and no one's going to even question you at that point. I think. Yeah. You know, I think you're uh, overly if, concerned for nothing, Zach. It's yeah. Zachary. It sounds like you got it going on. So Good for him. Yeah. Awesome. So keep sending in those listener questions, particularly the audio ones like Zachary did. We love that. Um, so send in the questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or on Twitter using hashtag DGDC. All right. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Yeah. That's uh, deeply, deep, graphic. deeply Graphic on Instagram. Um, what about you guys? What's What do you guys got going on online? How can people fi- find you, follow you, whatever? <laughs> I can be found at um, at MKM Design Co. on Instagram and MKM Design on Facebook. Sweet. Nicholas? I'm at LongoDesigns.com and LongoDesigns on Instagram. All right. And follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or uh, follow The Deep End on LinkedIn. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Do a little search. Find The Deep End and <laughs> give, us a, give us a follow. We love that. With that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. <laughs>